Second Chronicles 18, there's a distinction we see in the stories of Jehoshaphat and Micaiah. Jehoshaphat deliberates with the enemy and it ends up leading to almost his downfall. Micaiah, the prophet, pre-decides. He decides in advance, I'm going to obey the Lord no matter what. And Micaiah stands strong through the temptation. Wherever there isn't a settled commitment in your heart to obey Jesus, there is an open door of vulnerability for sin to pounce. Now, Jehoshaphat, it says in verse one, had great riches and honor. He wanted to honor the Lord, but he also loved opulence. Ahab knew this. So Ahab threw him this great feast of sheep and oxen. And it says in verse two, induced him to go up against Ramoth Gilead without even thinking about it. Jehoshaphat, because Ahab had identified that vulnerability, he says, I'm in. He says, I am as you are, my people as your people. We will be with you in his war. He agrees to an alliance. And then right after this, verse four, Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, inquire first for the word of the Lord. Do you see the irony here? Jehoshaphat should have inquired before entering into the alliance. But once he's in with the enemy, now he's thinking, all right, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe we should seek God and see if this is right or wrong. But here's something you'll find throughout the rest of the chapter. Jehoshaphat says, inquire of the word of the Lord. But he's already fallen into temptation. Jehoshaphat stands there idly by while Micaiah comes and says, this is not a good idea. He ends up following Ahab into this battle and it almost leads to his downfall. Once we've started to deliberate with the enemy, once we enter into a temptation and we're not really sure whether we really want to obey Jesus in that area, there's already a crack in our fidelity. Now see the contrast between Jehoshaphat and his downfall and Micaiah and how he responds. All of the in-house prophets of Ahab gave the boss a thumbs up. Yeah, you're good. Go. But there was one prophet that Ahab knew about who only spoke what God gave him. And so they send for him because of Jehoshaphat's request. And Ahab's messenger who went to summon Micaiah, this is verse 12, said, Behold, the words of the prophets with one accord are favorable to the king. Let your word be like the word of one of them and speak favorably. Do you see what the messenger is trying to do? He's trying to do to Micaiah what Ahab did to Jehoshaphat. He's trying to lure him into an alliance with wickedness, with evil, with folly. But even before Micaiah gets to Ahab, this is the key. Before Micaiah gets to the point of temptation, he makes a decision in advance. Verse 13, Micaiah said, as the Lord lives, what my God says that I will speak. That's the decision. That's the settled commitment. It doesn't matter what Ahab asks. It doesn't matter what Ahab offers. It doesn't matter how delightful, how grandiose, how uh, pleasing and grand this feast is that he's going to offer me. doesn't matter. There's nothing that he could put on the table that could pull me away from my obedience to Jesus. It's a decision in advance. It's the decision that Jehoshaphat failed to make. He just had this great feast with Ahab, listened to what Ahab had to say, and then he gave into an alliance. He didn't make a decision in advance, but Micaiah, before he gets to Ahab, he says, I'm going to obey, and I don't even care what Ahab's going to bring to me. Whatever God says to me, that I'm going to speak. And we see through the story, Micaiah stands strong. His word proves true, whereas Jehoshaphat almost leads to his own downfall. Now, here's the distinction. Where we don't have a settled commitment, the enemy is going to pounce. So what we need to do is to resolve in advance, commit in advance that we're going to honor the Lord as holy. And also be aware of where is that 
open door. For Jehoshaphat, it was opulence. It was riches and honor. What is that open door of vulnerability that Ahab could invite you to the table, throw a feast, and bring you into an alliance? Where could the enemy find a way to get an alliance with you? And that is the area we have to cut off. We have to say in advance, no, it doesn't matter. Whatever God gives to me, that I'm going to speak. Whatever God tells me to do, that I'm going to do. Think about Matthew 4 or Luke 4. When Jesus had an encounter with the enemy in the wilderness, it was a temptation, but it was not a deliberation. It was a temptation, but it was not a deliberation. You don't find the enemy coming to Jesus and saying, command these stones to become bread. And Jesus never says, let me think about that. No, he responds immediately. It is written. It is written. It is written. That is how God's faithful ones respond to Christ. Whenever the enemy comes to us and tries to form an alliance because we have already decided to be faithful to Christ, we say right back to the enemy, no, whatever God tells me to speak, that I'm going to speak. Whatever God tells me to do, that I'm going to do. And thanks for joining Live Full Daily. If you'd like to sign up to receive the daily newsletter, go to livefull.org slash daily. And if you'd like to support Live Full Ministries, go to livefull.org slash give.